Welcome to Earful of Fantasy, the best damn fantasy football pod in the universe. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Now, on to the show. Welcome, everybody, to the Earful of Fantasy podcast. My name is Liam Poach. Joined with me, as always, is my friend and co-host, Mr. Christopher Maitland. Chris, how the heck are you doing oh, there, boy. guy? Getting, getting formal this week. Well, I'm feeling betrayed, Liam, to be completely honest with you. Yeah, dude, my bad. You know, the, the, those those yeah. last names just kind of uh, get mi- get mixed I up. Mean, I, I mean... My, my my man Liam here, if you had not seen this, um, falsely pinned me as saying oh, both si- of us. I said Pin- si- I, I, both yeah, of us sitting Michael Gallup, which I did no such thing. That Detroit Lions secondary, besides Darius Slay, is horrible. And Gallup has blow-up potential every week. He's incredibly fast. He's Dallas's premier vertical threat. And obviously Pre- Prescott's deep ball's been been quite good this season. So I would not pick against Gallup. Any week now, is he going to have his duds? Sure, but I would never, I would never say don't play Michael Gallup. Now, so Chris, I haven't. Chris, tell, tell the people yes. who I meant. Tell the people who I meant to to, to say. Oh, I have no clue. My, my Galloway, no clue. Got... Ga- Kenny, Ga- Kenny Galladay. Sorry, Kenny Galladay. Kenny Galladay. We, oh, we, we we unanimously. How the hell did you? Galladay and Gallup. Screw that up. Wrong team. Those names, names aren't even close. Yes. Yeah, they start with the last. They start with the it's, same. It's like the Gall- last the same letter. Gall- Galladay. Yeah, Gall- we were right about Kenny Galladay. You were right. Yeah. Now, now that now that I want to co-sign. We could have done a victory lap. Now you got me looking like a clown, saying you guys. Know, I mean, it's one thing you can make yourself look like a clown all you want. Don't drag me down to your clowndom. <laughs> I'm so sorry, man. I'm not joining the circus with you, Liam. No. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> for anybody not familiar with the show or familiar with the insanity that's going on, to give you guys a little bit of background, rather than rugby, me and Chris will be talking NFL fantasy football along with other news and developments surrounding the National Football League. You can feel free to hit us up in the comment section during or after the show with any questions, news, views, and abuse, and also online where you can find us on Twitter at EOFantasy on our Facebook page where you can see the worst status ever made, Earful of Fantasy. Yeah. So uh, also look us up on your podcast provider right now and at the show. We're no longer on EOD's feed, so it's definitely important that you give us a like and a follow. Uh, so without Finally, further boy. ado or criticism and, and of my awful, you know, tipsy posting. Where Liam can pump out misinformation. Yeah, dude, <laughs> Donald Trump <laughs> got nothing on me. <laughs> Exactly. You know, you were you were the fantasy world's Donald Trump, just pumping out crap, well, nonstop. No, well, well, that, no, 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 no that, jet, that title belongs to Pat Clifton. <clears throat> no, that, no, sure. I'll, I, I, rugby insiders. I've, I, I, I mean, I, I've, yeah, I've obviously I'm on all the EOD emails uh, as well, uh, CC'd on them, and I'm, uh, yeah, you guys have this Pat Clifton fellow seems like a real, uh, real wise guy. Yeah, no, he's not listening to this podcast, so. <laughs> uh, but, but yes, but anyways, no, no, and it's not fair to call you the Donald Trump because you're not. There's no malicious agenda behind your. Uh, peddling a misinformation <laughs> yeah you're just easily confused yeah you're just easily confused you <laughs> that's not the first it, time it, on this show i've messed up last names either and just completely attributed no, wrong information now, to now there's no excuse for mixing up those two guys it's by name but at least it was at least you had the right matchup at least the cowboys and the lions played each other last week 
Yeah, yeah, no. That, so that, that, you got that going for you. That's the only thing you have going for you. I cannot excuse Michael Gallup and Kenny Galladay. Do not no, sound anything alike. They do play the same position. No, too, and, which is and good. here's the thing, though. Like I was wa- like, it was watching Red Zone and just seeing them in the same game and stuff like that, and like then hearing like his name continuously called and just knowing that I had picked a receiver in that game. Gallup. I think that's just, Gallup. Yeah, that is just what Gallup just the Lions game. Yeah, he ruined the Lions. Good lord, did he get like one fifty or one sixty? Yeah. He was all oh, yeah. 140, no 146 yards. 146 yards. Yes. Yeah. I, I now see. I the one league as I as I started to say. I the one league I have him in. I have an embarrassment of riches at receiver, so I didn't play him, but I still won, so it didn't matter. Yeah. Well, I didn't freaking win, man. I'm. My, yeah, well, my, here's the thing. If you do you want me to be punished for the status, I am sure. done with the playoffs across yeah. all three leagues i am How's not i am dead in Oof. the ground i am sick i am not Oof. six feet under i'm not even 10 feet under i'm 50 feet under the ground with so, cement man i'm four okay. and seven across so, the board so you're not six feet from the edge you're already you're already uh six feet under and thinking maybe six feet ain't so far down max kellerman wishes That's he called my cliff fall <laughs> you did i mean i mean in 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 jimmy's league you're not technically out of it but it, it's going to be a long i i, I, I would need three other people to lose out and i would need to win out plus get some points yeah. like like but while i'm at that, it that league's weird man i mean considering i'm seventh in scoring and my team really isn't particularly great and i'm in second and clinched a playoff spot don't even don't even talk to me about it's, it. Man. I, I, and I've, I've lost mean, so many heartbreakers. Like I, I'm, I'm like four points away from having like three extra victories. I feel like it's it's ridiculous. Yeah, well, 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 imagine if you were for, for Justin Fisher block. Uh, <laughs> Shout out dead to last in points, man. <laughs> dead last in points, sixth in the league. <laughs> A remarkable, and he traded away Christian McCaffrey. That, that's voodoo and Stephon shit. Diggs. Yeah, that's no, no, that's, that's voodoo. voodoo. I forgot. Now, see, the McCaffrey trade was so inexplicable that I forgot that he also traded Stephon Diggs. Like, yeah. wow, that, well, he I mean, would be in great shape right now. I and, mean, honestly, the yeah, Stephon no, Diggs trade like doesn't the at the time didn't make that much. You know, like made enough it, sense on paper at least at the time. Yeah, because Dig Diggs was obviously he was. And I mean, there was, was rumblings. He wanted. There was rumblings he wanted out of Minnesota. He he had been doing absolutely nothing. And Thielen was obviously still turned healthy, things yeah. around. Thielen was still healthy. Thielen, well, well, they weren't really passing at all at that point in time. That was that was prior to that was when they when they uh, that was prior to the Bears game. Uh, or I should say like the, during the Bear. I think it was after the Bears game when they when they threw when they threw the ball like five times. I think that's when he traded him. Yeah. No. Indeed. So. um I'm just going to give you guys a quick rundown of the show right now, just so we can get a little bit on schedule. Uh, we're well, we kind of already we're kind of already talking about a personal fantasy week, so we're just going to finish that up. Yeah, Chris we're is gonna talk, yeah, Chris is going to talk over some waiver wire tar- targets, trivia, uh, hits That's and right. yeah, hits and whiffs, stardom, sit them, and then final thoughts. Uh, so, Chris, um, talk about your specific fantasy week this week, I guess, just to kind of uh, officially what? start this segment. Well, it was it was a miracle happened again, and I, I don't again I don't know what I've done to deserve such uh, good luck, but it's going away. I know until the playoffs roll around. But I, as uh, if you may or may not recall, last Friday I was complaining about James Conner and how I had no chance of winning this week because he got hurt because he because he, he played prematurely. Now, miraculously, I somehow won the game, uh, and, and it was two pronged because a the Chiefs did not really perform all that well down in uh 
Mexico City. Mahomes had a very pedestrian game by his standards, so that helped. And Tyreek Hill uh, got injured in the first quarter, which also helped. And the one touchdown Mahomes uh, threw was to Travis Kelsey, who was on my team. So that uh, that uh, obviously helped me out with uh, my opponent. And on my actual roster, my uh, Dak, uh, Dak Prescott came up big, as, as we mentioned in the opening. Another huge game for him, 440 yards, another three touch, third consecutive three-touchdown game for him, so that really helped. Got another strong showing from uh, Jamison Crowder as well uh, coming through. Thanks, Sam Darnold, for, for picking it up against the bad schedule. Crowder, nice revenge game against the Redskins last week. So really all – Justin Tucker had, a, had another good game, so that was nice. Uh, yeah, so it was, it was a pretty solid performance, and I'm hoping that my team will uh, have a, 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 uh, will be healthy when I get to the playoffs. Hopefully Thielen will come back uh, from the hamstring uh, after the bye, and James Conner can actually uh, eventually play and be healthy again at some point. That would be nice. Absolutely. So, so Chris, uh, in, in like 15 to 20 seconds or less, um, if Pat Mahomes loses that game – What's the what, what? What are the chances the Chiefs don't make the playoffs? Uh, fifteen. I mean, I still, I don't, I still don't think. I mean, they, they have a the Chiefs don't have a super tough schedule, uh, post buy. But I, don't have, I still don't buy the Raiders. I'm sorry. Like they're okay, but I'm not. Like who's gonna catch them? The Chargers obviously stink. The Broncos are dead. Like the Raiders aren't catching them. It's just it's that, not that, happening. That, that 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 rookie class. Don't get me wrong. Definitely breaking out. But like kind of like you said, I I would not buy them in the playoffs. That's a whole different kind of monster. No. And, but for that much rookie production to be still be consistent into the postseason would just be unrealistic and, to ask. And also look what they've done against actual football teams. Look at the beatdown the Packers put on them a few weeks back. And that was right after they beat the Bears in London. They're feeling good about themselves. And Green Bay show like it was an absolute beatdown. And they have a very easy schedule, obviously, because they finished in last last year. I mean, they have the Jets this week. So they're, I think the Raiders are the favorite to get the sixth seed in the AFC. But I think they're going to get absolutely abused when they get to the playoffs. I can't wait to have Raiders fans on social media be talking about that. But anyway, to talk about my personal fantasy week... So just to kind of sum up this whole season, I really thought I was in great shape with back-to-back picks of Michael Thomas and Mike Evans. I just thought two of the best wide receivers in the league, that's just going to be, you know, a guaranteed like, you know, 20, 25 points, like almost every single week. And they've, they've worked they've worked out to be fair. It, it, well, here's the thing. Like they have, and they haven't because Mike, Mike Evans honestly has dropped the ball for me more on not more often than not, but in, 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 in the he weeks needs, where he's dropped the ball have just been the weeks where I really needed him they've, to not. They've stung. Yeah, it, like have, re- have really yeah. stung, especially uh, picking two receivers back to back. It was dangerous because what exactly is biting me in the ass this season is my running back production. I'm relying on Sony Michelle. Um, I think I have Tariq Cohen in there. Uh, like, oh, God. You poor soul. Yeah. Uh, and honestly, right now, Sony Michelle, it, it's stabbing me in the heart because I truly predicted his breakout this season. And I drafted him in two in two out of my three yeah. leagues, thinking I was getting him at an absolute bargain. Uh, he put up 953 yards last season uh, in, in limited appearances and stuff like that. Unfortunately, this year, he's been trying to be Le'Veon Bell with his running style. He's trying to do that hesitant stutter step behind the, uh, behind his offensive line. And it's just not working. He's a he's a runner who can really be efficient when he just puts his head down and bullies people. And I, I 
I, I just don't get it. Like, I like the fact that Brady's trying to get him a little bit more involved in the passing game. And whenever we see him get the ball in space, we see that. <laughs> whenever he's in the gulag. Yeah. <laughs> but, he didn't because the Ravens. Yeah. But, yeah, no, anyway, Sony Michelle has really been the big knife in my heart, um, like, uh, this season. Uh, obviously, Baker Mayfield, somewhat of a disappointment. But, however, the last uh, last three games, five touchdowns, no interceptions. Uh, however, people uh, – but Jacoby Brissett has also been a pretty solid option for me. Um, but at the same time, he's also been not Pat Mahomes' numbers, which is what I really would have needed to get me over the hump of my running backs. Uh, and other than that, Harrison Butker has just been – you know, phenomenal for me. Uh, but to kind of round it off for this particular week, uh, yeah, Sony so, Sony dropped the ball. Mike Evans, only six points. Uh, Baker, 25 points, respectable. Um, yeah, but I ended up only getting like 80. My, Michael my, Thomas my, was sensational again per usual. Yeah, sensational because Michael Thomas is Michael Thomas. He has Drew Brees thrown to him, and Drew Brees is going to throw 40 times a game regardless, even if his – Drew Brees could have Barry Sanders at, at age 23. And he would still throw 35 times a game. They still don't throw as much as they used to. I mean, when when Mark Ingram was there, when Mark Ingram was first in the league, they were throwing the ball 9,000 times a game. They, they do run the ball more than they used to, for sure. Oh, but, definitely more but, than they used to. But like that's also like... I feel like that's like also not saying it, a whole bunch. <laughs> it's if it's fair, fair enough. But like it, they're not quite as pass happy as they once were. It's and it, it's noticeable from like if you look at like the Super Bowl team in 09 and what they were doing like earlier in this decade and opposed to now, it's it, it's it's night and day. Most definitely. All right. I, I have one comment. I have one comment. Or two. Go right ahead. Because because so so obviously you took you took Evans and Thomas the first two rounds. Now see, waiting to the third round or take a running back is a dice roll. But you can you can it can it can work out okay. Because you have to you get a pass catching back. Guy. I realize you you honestly need but, to get somebody with a pass catching ability to p- make up that extra production with potential touchdowns and receiving yards and stuff like that. And but here's the thing: I thought Sony was going to be and, that lead back though. Yeah, no, With fair enough. But, but, but Michelle didn't show much as a pass catcher, and you took and you and you also you took you took a dice roll on David Montgomery, which I understand because obviously yeah. all the buzz was was on him out of Bears training camp and whatnot. But you're you're right; you do need a, a so, at least some kind of dual threat if you are going to wait that long. Like I have, a, for example, I have a friend that waited until the third round to take a running back, and it worked out beautifully for him because in the in he took in the first two rounds he took Devontae Adams and Tyreek Hill, which obviously did not work out super well for him. But in the third and fourth round, he took Aaron Jones and Leonard Fournette. Which worked out beautifully, so yeah, he was no. able to get two two guys that are producing at at least like close to an RB one clip. Whoever, whoever drafted on the Leonard, cheap, whoever drafted Leonard Fournette has definitely got to be clicking their heels because he he got through I think the big mental block of whatever the hell was holding him back last yeah. season. So and you, know, you, you you want to talk about a guy that's been aggravating to own Aaron Jones because Aaron Jones has either been like on um, the missing persons list or the best like running back in fantasy. On a week by week basis, it's it's like finding pizza in the kitchen after you know, like after after you get home. It's either going to be nice and hot, or it's going to be cold, or just diarrhea. Cold, cold. Just the worst thing you've ever eaten. No, yeah. no, it's, no. Basically, no. He's either truly either it's either a five star meal or like like moldy lunchables with him. That's that, that that's what you're gonna get with Aaron Jones. <laughs> All right. So Chris, uh, tell me about some uh, some five star meal or moldy lunchable waiver All right. targets. All right. right now. Well, and well, I know the first one's gonna be a five star uh, meal for you there, pal. Because the first guy on my waiver wire targets this li- this uh, week is Ryan Griffin, the tight end for the New York Jets. Um, yeah, Liam. He no no Liam. He Mike Gusecki was so two weeks ago. Now it's yeah. all about Ryan Griffin. So uh, Griffin, hold on. where is Ryan Griffin from again? 
I don't know what, what uh, he, the New York Jets. I don't know what college he went what? to. Oh, no, no, no. So, you know, Ryan Griffin is a New England native from the great state of New Hampshire. I, I had no I, clue. I, I honestly yeah. had no idea who's from New Hampshire. I should have saved that for a trivia question. I thought you knew he's that. A, no, I had absolutely no idea. I, I don't know he, where he went to college. I don't know where he's from. I just know, uh, yeah, he, I know that he used to play for the Texans. That's all I got. He's from Londonderry, <laughs> New Hampshire. So, okay. Fun good for him. So, the, uh, the lo- local boy done good, uh, Ryan <laughs> Griffin. Um, so yeah, he's had, uh, 50 plus yards in three of the last four games. Disregard that Giants game where he had one catch for negative two yards. That's no, no good throw in the trash. But, uh, last week he obviously had an explosion, five catches, 109 yards and a touchdown against the Redskins. He seems to be developing a very strong rapport with Sam Darnold. Chris Herndon is obviously out for the season. So he's in a really good spot. I mean, I'd say, honestly, I, I don't want to go out on a complete total limb, but it seems like he's like the number three passing option behind Crowder and Bell. Because Robbie Anderson's on the shit list. He isn't getting anything thrown his way. Uh, Demarius Thomas, uh, I don't even know if he's still out there. He, he, he might have just. Is he, he healthy just, right now? He probably pulled something uh, in the last couple of weeks. I don't know. I haven't really heard his hey name. Hey, man, the Jets aren't out of it. They're probably no, they just saving, they're, they're no, saving him for the playoffs. Right. No, Darnold was right. I mean, if they went out, magic can happen. And and to, and to Darnold's credit, since he said that, they are they have won their last two games. So, mm-hmm. so do you, do J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Do you think a nine and seven team's getting into the playoffs in the AFC this year? Probably. I mean, the Raiders will probably go nine and seven, ten and six, something like that. Yeah, I, I, I don't see why not. I mean, considering that the AFC, once you get below like the top like four teams, it's it's a bunch of blah. So I can mean, see. Meanwhile, I can see the eight. NFC West. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, meanwhile, the NFC in general. Yeah, it's just a, it's just a, just a bunch of juggernauts. It's ridiculous. But uh, yes, yeah, so Ryan Griffin, worth a, worth a look. Um, moving on to it, uh, uh, you know, speaking of NFC juggernauts, that, that's who our next uh, next uh, gentleman plays for. That would be Darius Geis for the Washington Redskins. Now, so he uh, obviously just came back from uh, IR for, with a knee injury. Uh, didn't get a lot of touches last week. He only had eight, but he was very productive with them. He had 69 total yards and a uh, which include, and a touchdown, which is a 45-yard pass, uh, passing touchdown. Obviously, he's not going to be a workhorse back because the Redskins are clearly – it's a lost season for them, but – Bill Callahan's a meathead, and they're going to run the ball 9,000 times per game. So look for guys to get some run, and obviously Adrian Peterson is who he's uh, – we'll get, get Redskins invested a lot in him uh, in the drafts last year. So it, it, he, he could be a solid uh, desperation play for people uh, people at running back. Um, moving on to number three, it's, it's tight end fever, again, at, at this position, which is impossible to fill. Uh, I – I honestly, I have to go back. I think I've done like at least two tight end five for the last six weeks. Just because if anybody like shows life, they're on the- so anyways, uh, continue with that know, theme. It would be Jacob Halter. Like- and then how many of them stuck like two? Go, go right in. Darren Fells. Darren Fells, I think, is like the only one I've, I've named in, in the, during this time. In the, Him that and Ryan Griffin. Done anything. <laughs> and Ryan Griffin, yes, of course. And I know Darren Waller was a week one waiver wire target. He's, 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 he's been great, but that that's... uh. About it. Uh, anyway, so Jacob Hollister for the Seattle Seahawks. Uh, so since he has been inserted in the starting lineup, so the past two games, he has nine, he has twelve catches, ninety nine yards, and three touchdowns. So that that's excellent. He sh- he's sh- flashing a strong rapport with Russell Wilson. Obviously, when Russell Wilson has a healthy tight end that he can rely on, he likes to target them early and often. So look for Hollister, particularly with Tyler Lockett with that weird lower leg bruise situation. He might not play this week. So Hollister could uh, definitely be like the premier short 
uh, uh, option for Russell Wilson in the short in the short to intermediate passing game because obviously DK Metcalf that, that that's not his uh, bag. And moving on to another, uh, uh, probably I mean Liam and Liam and Liam and I, another guy that we love <laughs> all so 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 much. The the legend, Young Waku. Now, Young and who Wei said Koo. the AAF was a failure? Who right. said the AAF but was the a failure? The leading score of the AAF. He didn't miss a single field goal or extra Not a point. Kick. And you know what he's done since he's in his two games back in the NFL? What's he done, Chris? He hasn't missed a single kick. Young Wei is he's, back, he's just, baby. He's, he's hitting everything. Young Wei Koo is back. 26 fantasy points in the two games he's been back. Seven field goals. Seven. And best of all, the Falcons, all but two games the, the rest of the way, are at home. So that means a lot of dome kicking, and those two road games are in the breezy weather paradises of San Francisco and Tampa. So he's kicking in no elements. Are you, so telling, me, are you telling me there's a chance for the Falcons? Yes, exactly. They're running off the winds. Uh, again, well, and of course, you're telling me that as the main lobbyist for Dan Quinn, for the retained Dan Quinn. Yep, dude. Um, I, I, Big, yeah, I, Arthur Blank. I, I, don't, know, I, in the I don't know how Blank. I walked into that position, but I somehow did. <laughs> you exactly. And it's looking good. I mean, look, they beat down the Panthers last week. So it's it's happening. Quinn's getting an extension. You heard it here first. Uh, Maybe if yeah, Shad Khan like, was his owner. No, well, Arthur Blank, you know what? He 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 found at the Home Depot, so he's gonna uh, you dig deep into his pockets and his, and be very generous to Dan Quinn and uh, keep him around for the next fifteen years. And they may, may, um, dude, like, at the very worst, you can just give yeah, Dan I don't a, know what, you can just give Dan a job he, at the Home Depot. Exactly. Great so benefits. He'll, the, he'll, you know? he'll either be the manager of whatever the closest to Home Depot is in the Flowery Branch, Georgia area, or he'll be coach of the team for the next fifteen years. We'll see. Um, but yeah, Young Way, very favorable schedule. Maybe you're looking for a kicker. You could do a lot worse than Young than uh, Mr. Young Way Koo. And uh, last but certainly not least, we have uh, Jonathan Williams uh, from the Colts, the running back. Uh, obviously, Marlon Mack is out for a bit with a broken hand. He is not expected to be season ending. And Cleveland Mack, obviously, a hand you can play through a hand, particularly not a pass catching back like Mack. So I think when he comes back, he will be he'll be a full go. But uh, in the interim, uh, Jonathan Williams he had 147 yards. Once he came into that game, he absolutely decimated the Jaguars' defense uh, in the second half of that game. So he and he looks like obviously there's he does have a little bit of competition there. Jordan Wilkins, who did not play last week, is might come back on uh, tomorrow night. You have Naheem Hines as a pass catching back, so he might not be like an absolute rock solid option. But he looked. I mean, you, you can't not give him first crack at the running back duties after a performance like he put together last Sunday. So. All right, Chris, thank you for those waiver wire targets, but I have been waiting for this all night. People, it is time for EOF Trivia! Wow, wow, wow. Oh, yeah. Unlicensed music. Oh, shit, yeah, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, no. I would like to credit uh, Herp Albert and the Tijuana Brass in their song, Spanish flea. We we love you, Herb, or whatever you just said. Was, you said Herb or Herb? I don't yeah, really Herb, care. Herb, well, I hope that would be, be really Herb that would be really if his, if his name was Herb, that would be very unfortunate. But thankfully, it's Herb. Herb. Um, Herb Alpert. Yeah. Herb Alpert. Yes, we love you. We love you. Herb. All right. So me and Chris uh, thought we'd have a little fun. We decided to go on uh, whatever website. I decided to use profootballreference.com. Um, my brain. Yeah. Pff, oh, screw you, Chris. <laughs> <laughs> I, 
<laughs> I'm just a Mister, Rolodex I'm of so smart. Liam. Exactly. I'm a Rolodex of knowledge, Liam. Give okay. him a program. <laughs> All right. So uh, anyway, me and Chris, uh, we thought up three trivia questions to ask one another, and we're gonna oh, have to see how savvy okay. we are with. Uh... You, you did not give me a total. I only have two. So I'll... oh, that's fine. I'll, I'll only ask two then, or maybe I'll choose. Who knows? Maybe yeah, or you can, or or you could just be a show off and ask me all three. All right. Hey, you, you wrote out three. You asked the three. No, if if you get the first two correct, I'm not even gonna ask the last one because I'm definitely not getting okay. them all correct. All right. All right. So according to the script, uh. I am supposed to go first. So go uh, please so, go first. So, this, this, is your, this is your child. Please. Yes. For your first trivia question, name the three running backs currently over a thousand yards in the NFL. Oh, okay. A thousand scrimmage yards? I know a thousand rushing yards. A thousand rushing yards. Um Christian McCaffrey. Correct. Del- Delvin Cook. Correct. And Derek Henry. Nope, Nick Chubb, baby. Oh, Chubb. Okay. Yep. So, Close. so the the, the current. Um, yep. I don't know. Never mind. I don't even have the totals. I thought I wrote them down, but uh, so the the order goes: McCaffrey, Cook, Chubb for the for the amount of rushing yards. So you pretty much got it. Right. Two out of three ain't bad. But guess not bad at all. Yeah. All right, Chris, go ahead. Ask. All right. There are. Only two receivers in the NFL that have at least 50 yards in every game they played in this season. Name them. Oh, um, John Brown. Yep. And Michael Thomas. You got it. Awesome. Awesome. I, you, you thought you were going to trip me up with that John Brown, didn't you, baby? I, 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 I was uh, possibly, I, I mean, like, but you're, you're a savvy, you're a savvy soul. Yeah, but it, 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 that's kind of like uh, that. Honestly, surprises me because you you think of Josh Allen as this wildly inconsistent uh, yeah. quarterback, you know, who who was very prone to running. They obviously, um, absolutely, yeah, you know, obviously, uh, the, the rookie running back they have out there, blanking on his name right there, Tom, Devin, Devin, Singletary. Devin Singletary. Devin Singletary, obviously working out. They're trying to get him a little bit more involved in the offense, especially as the playoffs like start looking a bit more realistic. John Brown is just kind of been that like security blanket, which is weird, especially as a deep threat. But then when you think about the fact that Josh Allen can only throw the deep ball, it starts to make a little bit more sense. But, but Cole Beasley's still been a pretty solid fantasy option regardless. What's, what's odd, though, it's it, it, this is really weird. I, I did find this out. On, there, no, there's two things about John Brown that are weird because John Brown um, obviously has, has been great for that team, but not in the way that you expect it because John Brown has not had nearly as many explosions as expected. He's only had a couple games. Obviously, this past week was one of them where he's been like insane. His stat line has been ridiculous, but he's had a lot of like really solid like 55, 65 yard performances, which was not to be expected. And also a little fun fact about Josh Allen that I learned on PFF uh, over the, the past uh, the, this week. Josh Allen is in the top 10 in the NFL in terms of efficiency in zero to 19 yard passing. Don't even but tell me that, goes, man. I, I just but, like to live in the world where Josh but, Allen's a bad quarterback. But, but no, oh, but here we go. When it goes to twenty plus yards, he's dead last. <laughs> he's so, absolutely he's the worst in the league. So that's interesting. As the deep ball specialist that he is, he's the worst at the actual yeah. deep ball. No, it's, it's his, his strength Correct. is off the charts, but it's his accuracy that has always been called into question since he was in college. That's exactly exactly. All right, all right. So Chris. Uh, Oh, so yeah, that was your question. Time for my question. I'm going to hit you yes. with a really tough one right now. Who has the most come from behind wins for quarterbacks in the NFL right now, like this season? Yes. Okay. 
This is all. This is all regarding 2019. All these. All questions. the season. Yeah. Okay. That, 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 okay. Okay. All right. Uh, I figured that was the case. I was just confirming. Uh, Deshaun Watson. Unfortunately, you are incorrect. It is Russell Wilson with four. Oh God! How did I not get that? I've you, seen you, so you many. You doubted Danger games. Russ, kid. You doubted Danger Which Russ, and that's what you got. I'm like, I am. Now, now, while well, you were the leader of the Ryan Griffin fan club, I am the leader of the Russell Wilson fan club. I will bang the table for that man at, at any at well, every juncture. Here's the thing, though. I'm showing up to these Ryan Griffin fan club meetings, and there's like two or three drunk Jets fans in the corner of the room waiting for me. <laughs> hey, Liam, we're over here. It's Manish Mehta. Believe me, you are not the leader of the Russell Wilson fan club. I'm pretty sure like no. there's different like fraternities of it. Uh, there's uh, yeah, underground dude, secret societies. Dude doesn't get enough respect still. After all this time, I still, I still think, I still hear people all the time say he needs a running game to succeed and all this crap. And I just, yeah. no, so I, I you, won't stand for it. If if Lamar Jackson didn't exist, would Russell Wilson be the clear cut MVP? I still think he is as great as Lamar Jackson's been. So I think I think I've been just Russ has been absolutely insane. And I, I I'd still give it to Russ. All right, so Chris well, Lamar's creeping up though. Lamar's creeping up by the week. Oh, but, oh, most definitely. But the thing is, like Lamar just makes. He makes that team. I, I feel like Russell Wilson has always. He, 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 it, they're, they're very similar in that defenses have to account for the run. But I think Lamar just has this sort of that that rookie dynamicism that we see every few years with like you know with, with a different rookie coming into the league. You know, it was Ro- it was Robert Griffin the third one year. It was it was uh, it was Ezekiel Elliott another year. It was uh, you know the, the, there was a bunch. There, there was it was Jonas Gray no, for a single game. It, <laughs> Yes. <laughs> now, now that is a hard. Now you threw Jonas Gray in there. Like I was with you entirely. And you're like, oh yeah, Jonas Gray. No. What, like, what would this like, show like, be? And, what, well, hold on, sorry. What would this show be storm. without obscure references? Sorry. That, that's fair. Fair point. Fair point. <laughs> um. Yeah. But j- j- just just uttering. But still, there's something that it's it's kind of sacrilegious to throw Jonas Gray into a conversation where you're talking about guys that like took the league by storm, like uh, Robert Griffin the third and Ezekiel Elliott and like Lamar Jackson's doing right now. Than Jonas Gray. Jonas Gray, he did take over one Sunday night football, though. I mean, boy, was Chris Collins worth the hot for him. Oh, yeah. oh boy. I can't tell you, though. That was my favorite part of that broadcast. Was I think I think it was like the next time they were on, like two weeks later, he's like, Jonas Gray, he'll just run wherever Bill Belichick tells him like 10 times. Like, he was just so impressed. But, like, wherever he was asked to go, he went there. I'm like, that's crazy, man. He, yeah, you that's tell generally how like, calling a play works. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Pretty like, sure you're running back going. here. Yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure when they call a play, like Jonas, run, yeah, run, yeah, run the counter, run the dive, then you would go and do it. Wow, wow, yeah, right. run behind the, the left guard. Wow. The only person, the only person I can con- conceivably think of that wouldn't is like Le'Veon Bell, but you just you should just let Le'Veon do Le'Veon. Le'Veon, do Le'Veon. exactly, exactly. Yeah, exactly. All I right, so, Jonas Gray, not one of them. All right, now what, what what's your next question for me? All right, my, my next question. Okay, so there are two running backs in the league that have caught five or more touchdowns this season. Name them. How many? Five or more. All right. Only two. All right. Uh, Todd Gurley? Nope. Nope. Oh, Not even close. Todd Gurley only has one. Uh, Tariq Cohen? Nope, he has three, but... No, the two guys are Austin Eckler with six and Jamal Williams with five. Ah, 
Yeah, yeah, Eckler. I was like, Jamal Williams, you would have never got Jamal nope, Williams. Would not have gotten the Jamal Williams at all. Eckler, Eckler, I absolutely should have because he he you know he had that he had such a hot streak going into the beginning of the season during the Gordon holdout. Yeah. He's he's been they they're continuing to utilize him, but he's yeah, been, he, he, yeah, his production has not really fallen off too much since Gordon's been back. He's been spectacular this season, particularly on a Chargers team that's been very up and down. He's been like the one consistent for him and Hunter Henry have been the two consistent forces on that team. All right, on the offensive team. All right, do you, do you do you want to hear my third question? Let's go, let's go, yeah. All right, I, you're not going to get this. Who has the uh, most kick return yards in the NFL currently? Most kick return yards. Um. Oh, crap. It's uh, 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 Cordero Patterson. No, uh, no, close. It is Mr. Brandon Wilson of the Cincinnati Bengals. Whoa. If you've uh, never yeah, heard of Brandon Wilson before, away. neither have I. No, no, I, I so, haven't. I was gonna say I think my I think Miami's returning. I think it's Jakeem Grant out of Miami's been doing really good too. But I was like, okay, that, that's interesting. So I got, I got one more very simple. I, I'll end it on a very simple though, because there was one more that I found that was very surprising. What right. quarterback currently has the most rushing touchdowns? Currently has the most Tom Brady. No, but Brady is Brady is I think tied for fourth. Yeah, all right. I, I, I know he, he had like the most like like through like week three or something now, like that. It was like <laughs> now number one is the one and only Josh Allen. He has seven. <laughs> all right, all right. Because Jackson has six. Jackson has six, and Watson has five. But Josh Allen, Josh Allen currently now, now that will stump everybody. Because I'd be like, Lamar Jackson, it has to be Lamar. Like, he spun all those guys out. No, he, well, here's the thing, though. It, it doesn't surprise me at all that Josh Allen leads that. But it's the, the way you phrased the question. I totally thought it was going to be like a, like a stoic, like Philip Rivers, Tom Brady, like, you know, pocket passer. <laughs> Brady, it's hilarious. Jared Goff. Brady has two rushing yards this season, I believe. He has single-digit rushing yards and, and three touchdowns. <laughs> God, God, bre- God bless right the Billy there. Goat. There was, I did go to a game. I did go to a game like five years ago against the Dolphins, where Tom Brady was leading the team in rushing yards at the half, and it was hysterical. <laughs> he had like eleven uh, yards. It was leading. The, it was. It was great. I am actually going to the Patriots on Sunday to watch them yeah, take on look the Dallas at you. Cowboys. Fancy boy. Oh yeah. Say hi to rain for me. Say hi to rain for me. I will. I'll. I'll, I'll wave goodbye. <laughs> I'll, wave, I'll wave hello to him. Like you know, from the very, yep. very tip top corner of the stadium where I'm sitting because I'm broke. Hundred percent. Oh yeah. No, I. I, I mean, yeah. I said because my my family season tickets are also in the three hundred sections, and I could. I, I should. I make it sound like my parents have. My my, my cousin has season tickets. I have not been in a couple of years, but regardless, when I the last time I was there, I was waving. It was the Pat Seahawks game a few years ago, so I will. I, I waved to Russell Wilson and Doug Baldwin and the <laughs> entire game. Oh, they saw you too. They they. Knew oh yeah. Him. Yep. CJ Prosize threw me a ball. It was crazy. Oh, yeah, yeah cr- crazy. He, he was able to reach up there. <laughs> crazy. Well, what an arm. What, What's, e- what's even crazier, we are at the end of trivia. So with that, with, at the risk of getting sued again. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Bring yeah, don't... the suits. <laughs> Let's go. All right. So we're – holy crud, that segment took a long time. We are going to try to actually – Yeah, no, whatever. Fine. I mean, like, do we – We're yeah. fine. Do we ever no, finish no, this we're, show we're, on time? Really, we're really – no, but we're really not that far off. Scott. We're going to end at the same friggin' time. We're going to end up like a buck oh seven per usual. We're we're good. I'm just I, I'm just you know I'm looking at the script and the bureaucracy I know. and oh. I know. 
But every time you say like, oh, wow, we're really on schedule, then we get completely like we get completely off schedule in the in the final segment here. Oh so, yeah, I know. I know we got. T- I know we have two left, but the 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 this segment we're about to do doesn't take that long. Exactly, because because it. because it's hits and whiffs. When me and Chris at this point, we're very. You know, we're, we're very realistic. We, we 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 take we take the whiffs, but we we smile about the hits. Uh, oh, so exactly. my my, the... my hit this week, Mister Jimmy Garoppolo in Arizona, baby. He got me like 50, 55 points or something like that in one league, where it's fifteen yeah. where it's, uh, fifteen yards per one point. So and yeah. he he was able to get me over the hump in that. Uh, on the flip side, however, another quarterback I whiffed on. I told you guys to sit Sam Darnold. He goes ahead and throws. Four touchdowns. Yes, Sammy D. Yep, and Jameson Crowder was definitely the benef- benefactor of uh of yes, said stat as line. Was, as was Ryan Griffin. As was Ryan Griffin. Of course, we can't forget about Ryan Griffin. Uh, Chris, tell t- t- tell me about your yeah, hits and whiffs. Yeah. Real shame. Real shame. Garoppolo can't play Arizona every week. He almost looks like a franchise quarterback when he can win those games. Uh, anyways, Jimmy Garoppolo is is, is the is. He's not the one that got away. Jacoby Brissett is. I I, I agree. I I think Brissett's better than Garoppolo, but that's uh. That's I'll, I'll agree, but I'm also not saying Jimmy's overrated. I think he's I, a great. I, I think he's. I mean, to be fair, he is coming off a he is coming off a brutal knee injury, but he has not been that. He is. He's not the reason the Niners have only lost one game. But he's also he, been. Imp- I, I feel like he, he's improved this entire season consistently. He was really bad in that Seattle game a couple weeks ago. He, yeah, but then he also really does, bad. But the thing is, though, he's had. Uh, Two four two four four touchdown he, games so far this season, which is two more than Brady. True, but yeah, whatever. Those are also I think if Brady played the worst passing defense in the league two year two times in the same season, he would also do really well against them. Uh, anyway, so my my hit in this segment. Uh, speaking of, let's keep it to quarterbacks here. We're starting Lamar Jackson. Now that game did not the Texas Ravens game did not turn out to be a shootout, and I did I did say I was flip flop between Jackson and Watson. Thankfully, I stuck with uh, Jackson because Jackson was unbelievable. Yeah, threw four touchdowns, had uh, another 67 yards on the ground. It was a just an elect- electrifying, another electrifying game for Lamar Jackson. God, he's fun. God, he's great. If you're fortunate enough to own him in fantasy, you are uh, doing a happy dance right now. Now, uh, my my sit was uh, my, my my sit. My whiff was uh, telling you guys to sit Alvin Kamara. Yeah, I guess he's not really banged up anymore, guys. He eviscerated. I mean, he didn't get in the end zone, but he got over 100 yards against Tampa. Caught a lot of passes. He was all over the place. He he averaged over five yards a carry. He was tremendous against tremendous, tremendous, tremendous. Yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised when you said to sit Alvin Kamara. And like I, I, I even mentioned, like, I don't think a lot of people would be able to sit him in their minds. Like, 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 like yeah. it's kind of like, you know, you, you have the strength to bite off a finger, you know, like with your jaw and yeah. your teeth, but your mind won't let you. That's kind of like sitting Alvin Kamara or yeah, David Johnson, I mean- as I've freaking learned this season. Um, yeah, but, um, anyways, uh, yeah, so that was just me being dumb. Like, I mean, t- Tampa, I, I got cute with it. I was like, Tampa's running was really good. Kamara had a belly injury and I, I got cute and it burned me. And at the end of the day, they they were just, they were Tampa, but exactly. But like you said, like you said, we, 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 we revel in, we revel in the success and we admit to the failures. Absolutely. Uh, so we but we're not able to do that unless we do things. Like stardom, sit him. Exactly. This, this, this exactly. is where the shame and the glory comes from. All right, so I'm going to start this week. one off. Keep, I'm, I'm, I'm exposing myself to criticism right now. Start Baker Mayfield versus the Dolphins. Yeah. Yeah. Call, call, 
call, call me wild, but I think something something about this Dolphins team just uh, you know bodes good things for for quarterbacks this season. Uh, also, with the loss of Miles Garrett, you know most likely for the rest of the season, we are still waiting on word for his appeal that was held today. Um, so that's going to make a big difference, especially if you're a Browns defense fantasy. That's going to remain intact. He's not. No, no, he's not coming back. He, I, I, I don't know. I, I think Miles Garrett, like you know, up until the season, he has been such a, a you know, a stand-up guy on the field and off the field. I just, I generally don't think that incident speaks to who he is, like as a player or a I'll, person. I'll give you that, but and they might cut it down from indefinite to just the remainder of the season. I'd say that's the best case scenario, but they're not letting it back on the football field this season. They can't. Okay. Yeah, that, that's fair. Um, yeah, but re- regardless, I think big, bigger Mayfield, uh, th- there's a certain kind of adversity this kid responds to. And I think this is the kind of adversity that fuels the fire in his belly. You know, when, when it's things like, you know, uh, like, you know, like his own shortcomings, you know, not being able to find Odell Beckham Jr., not being able to, uh, you know, call an audible at the line to make sure his running back isn't running in, you know, into the best linebacker in the league. Anyway, that kind of adversity, like, yes, well, sorry. Chris, well, your, your camera is getting all slow right now. Sorry. I, I was not able to yeah. uh, hear what you said right there, but anyway, Baker no responds well to adversity when it when it's the right kind of adversity. I think he does that versus the Dolphins. Sit Jared Goff versus the Ravens because it's the Ravens' defense, and Jared Goff has been middling at best, uh, despite the fact some sometimes he puts up yards. It's not a, exactly a whole lot of touchdowns, so he's been serviceable. Uh, yeah, sit Jared Goff. All right, so for me, I got start uh, Matt Ryan. I mean, I mean, the Falcons are reborn over the last. They've rise like they they might as well change their name to the Phoenix because they've they've been re they've risen from the ashes of the season. And Ryan has been on a roll. He gets the gift of having a big Tampa secondary that everyone and their brother just destroys. So I, I think he's going to roll this week. Uh, my sitem is Josh Allen. Now, as Liam said, everybody kills the Dolphins. Josh Allen. Allen did that last week. He got four touchdowns. I think he'll have he'll, uh explosion with an implosion against that uh, tough, tough, tough Denver Broncos uh, secondary. Even though the game is at home, he doesn't have to deal with that thin air. I think that that he'll uh, he'll be a dud this week against Broncos against the Broncos. All right, and now uh, running backs. What are you thinking, Chris? All right, my stardom, uh, Derek Henry against uh, Jacksonville. Now Henry absolutely ripped up the Chiefs. Uh, two weeks ago, 188 yards and two touchdowns. And uh, Indianapolis just ran for a zillion yards against Jacksonville last week. They have a really soft run defense. I think Tennessee will be able to, uh, and Derrick Henry will be able to take advantage of that this week. Uh, my sit em, now this is out. Now this is my plan with fire pick of the week. I was going to, you know, running back. I got to keep. So I got Tevin Coleman against Green Bay. Green Bay has a horrible run defense, but Tevin Coleman has been crap ever since that, that explosion against Carolina. He's been very, very blah. He's had, I think, he's had sixty yards or less in the last three, three straight games. He was wildly ineffective against the Cardinals last week. I just don't see even. I just don't see him being much of a factor. Do you remember uh, the days? Do you remember the days of Devontae Freeman and Tevin Coleman <clears throat> in the same backfield? Yeah, is how dynamic yeah, was that almost, duo was. It was almost like it was last season that that, that, <laughs> that duo was still intact. But uh, yeah, mm-hmm. and Coleman and Coleman is obviously has has flash here and there for San Francisco. I just don't. I don't know. It, it just seems like a, not a great spot, even with all the injuries in that backfield and whatnot. All right, that's all. Trust him right now. Indeed. Now for me, 
I'm going to have to go start Jalen Samuels versus Cincinnati. Now, this is part the now this is part Pittsburgh doesn't have anybody else to run the ball. Part this is just Cincinnati, and I'm predicting an 0-16 season at this point. Uh, that, 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 that's bold. That's bold, man. Zach, Zach Taylor seems like he's really on to something. Here, right? Here's the thing. Like, I feel like I've asked, asked this to you every single week at this point. Will Zach Taylor survive an 0-16 season? Uh, yes, because Mike Brown's cheap and patient as hell. But like, I feel like I feel like we joke about that. But like, especially after the the uh, the Hugh Jacksoning, I, I just don't understand how like like any NFL owner could like, would want to deal with the PR nightmare of keeping on an zero and sixteen coach. Yeah, but it's the Bengals. I think Mike Brown just likes to count his money and and just keep it, and that he doesn't care about anything else. It's, Mike Brown does not care about Mr. PR. He also like. <laughs> He doesn't. He doesn't have to deal with a crazy media in Cincinnati. Like Mike Brown, just like because he's like basically, if Jerry Jones didn't have charisma and only cared about his money, then he would be Mike Brown, or his team winning for that matter. Mike Brown does not give two shits about winning. He doesn't give two shits about the product of the field. He doesn't give two shits about being criticized. He just cares about his bottom line, which obviously is excellent because he spends no money on the team, no money on the stadium, and in the and no money and. And, and yeah, and he just he just keeps it all for himself, and he sits at whatever mansion he sits in, in the in whatever just outside of Cincinnati, and uh, rots just like Jesus, his team does on the field. Jesus, I know. But I mean, at, the Bengals have done at, nothing at, to at, me. And, and, at, and at the same time, the Ohio football fans will still buy tickets. Well, not really this year. I mean, the Bengals the the, uh, the stadium has been empty this season in Cincinnati. Uh, yeah, I don't I blame think... those 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 poor bastards have been suffering for a very long time, and the, and the product is just downright unwatchable. So I mean, I think at this point they're just gonna hope they get the number one pick, and hopefully they can get a uh, hope that, uh, hope that Joe Burrow or Chase Young can turn the team around. All right, and and in terms of my sit, uh, I'm gonna say sit Kalen Ballage versus Cleveland. Uh, wow. Despite yeah, despite the absence of Miles Garrett, uh, I think you know. Cleveland still has some pretty effective pieces on that defensive line. Uh, Sheldon Richardson ain't no joke. Uh, did Did you see the stat that I tweeted out yesterday? I retweeted no. it on the Airful on the Airful Fantasy account. Kalen Ballage is averaging one point seven or one point eight yards a carry this season. Dude, Less than two yards per carry. Stupendous. It's just no. That's that's honestly impressive. I don't yeah. care how bad your line is. If you're getting that many, and he's been like a workhorse the past two weeks. Here's the, you, Mark you at least fall down an extra two yards. And, and that's what I'm yeah. saying. And and he had a point last week. He got that early touchdown. He got that early like the three yard touchdown against the Bills last week. But then he like mm-hmm. fell back. There was a point in time where he had like one yard, but a touchdown. He had like six carries for a yard, or like or zero yards, and but he had a score. Hey, it was honestly astonishing. Hey, uh, so he, here's a uh, he, here's here's an interesting uh, trivia question. Uh, who was the last running back to have at least fifty rush attempts and negative yards in the NFL? It's it's gonna be Kalen Ballage in two weeks, but uh, I I have no clue. I have no, absolutely no idea. Reggie White in his last season with uh, the Buffalo Bills. Reggie Reggie White, yeah. Or do you um, mean what? Yeah, uh, hold, uh, uh, hold on. Wait, hold on. Let me actually let me the defensive uh, end. <laughs> oh, hold on, no, no, Reggie was, Bush. Reggie Bush. I was gonna I was gonna say Reggie. Re, I was Jeez. like Reggie White was a defensive end. I was, uh, Reggie. I was gonna say you meant Reggie Bush. Yeah, I meant yeah. Reggie Bush, and obviously I am so bad with people's last names when I'm just like talking about them on the fly. 
that I, this, this, this is worse than Gallup and Galladay. Those guys yeah. didn't even didn't play the same position, didn't play in the same era. They didn't. Reg, Reggie, good yeah, Lord. Re, yeah, Reggie Bush. Uh, hold on. So Reg, Reggie Bush stats. So, yeah. So he had fifty carries on the season and got negative yards. Yeah. Hold on. So in his in his last ever season in twenty sixteen, he had negative three yards. On let, let let me see how, how negative three yards on how many attempts I'm trying to dupe dupe dupe. Where's our friend Herb? We can we can have a musical interlude. We try to figure this out. <laughs> uh, yeah 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 yeah. Twelve. Right, no, twelve. All right. Sorry, it wasn't. Okay, 50. I was gonna say 50, 50 attempts would be impressive. All right. So, all right so twelve. No, twelve. No, no, so it was more than 12 ten. Still, it was more than ten attempts. That was, 10. Was, okay, yeah, was, was That's statistic. still pretty bad. Yeah. That's still pretty bad, especially but, if you're like, Reggie. Bowles will probably do something like that. exactly. Well, that poor guy. Well, at least he got he got all that money from the from the uh, the St. Louis uh, Rams because what he what he tore his ACL when he was with the Niners when he when he fell on the turret when he fell on the concrete at oh, the yeah. Jones Dome. Yeah, no, sued him for he legit money. got ten million dollars. I mean, he got more at USC, but hey, at least he got at least he got some uh, at least he got some money from from from, from Stan Kroenke or whoever owned the dome there. <laughs> yeah, right. In St. Louis. Now we're gonna talk about wide receivers. Um, you know what, Chris, you can go first because uh, my dog is demanding to be let out of my bedroom. Uh, okay, all right, I, I will. I will let you tend to that. Uh, my, so, my, so I mean, we're 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 big fans of revenge games here at EOF, and I that, that's where I'm. That, that's the direction that I'm going in for this uh, pick. I got Jarvis Landry against the Dolphins. Uh, Landry has uh, three consecutive weeks with a touchdown, which obviously is foreign territory for him. But I think he'll. I think he'll use his opportunity uh, against the Dolphins to absolutely kill them and get in the and uh, maybe get in there for a fourth week, which would be uh, pretty much unprecedented for uh, Mr. Landry. Not, not a uh, as a as a uh, actually not what he does. And uh, my my sit him would be Amari Cooper. Now, obviously, as Liam and I have outlined uh, throughout this show, the absolutely decimated the Lions last week at uh, that party. He deferred to. Uh, Michael Gallup or Kenny Galladay, however you want to uh, phrase that. And Randall Cobb last week, they both got over 100 yards. Uh, Cooper only got 39 yards against Darius Slay. Um, and he faces another another uh, another uh, stiff corner matchup this week against Stephon Gilmore. So I and and also apparently he also was dealing with an injury. So that combination of a of a tight of a being banged up against a elite corner is just not good for him. And I and a plus, I mean, even if the Cowboys get blown out in that game i don't think cooper's gonna be much of a factor all right all right all right uh sorry yeah i have a very spoiled dog and she tends to make a lot of noise if i don't respond to the things that she's asking which includes being let in and let out of my room um and it's a bulldog right. and, and, and any kind of bulldog owners out there listening know they are, can be very very vocal when it comes yep. to getting their way so yeah little little, little fact right there for my wide receivers, start Jamison Crowder uh, versus Oakland. Jamison Crowder uh, has been having a great se- uh, last couple weeks, uh, especially la- uh, last week. Uh, you know, again, shout out to Sam Darnold. You were my big whiff. And again, Jamison Crowder was one of the benefactors along with Brian Griffin. Uh, but also the Raiders have been allowing tons and tons of points to uh, slot receivers this season, uh, which is where Jamison likes to line up. And sit him, Hollywood Brown versus the Rams. Uh, he is likely going to play, but he's been playing on a bum ankle. Um, he's just going to be a secondary option, I believe, in this game. Not going to be putting up a ton of points. Yeah, no, I agree with that. I mean, he, he wasn't much of a factor against Houston last week, and Rams have a much tougher secondary than Houston. All right, moving on to tight ends. Uh, Chris, before I get to my dart throwing, you can 
you you can actually use like your right. logic and stuff like that to make these picks. Yeah, well, I kind of went somewhere in between this week because a lot of the top tight ends don't have great matchups. So I went with my start this week is Vance McDonald against the Bengals. Now, Vance McDonald has been incredibly up and down, especially since Mason Rudolph has been in the lineup. But uh, Juju Smith-Schuster is more than likely not going to play this week. Uh, Deontay Johnson miraculously looks like he's going to play after that horrific concussion he suffered against Cleveland last Thursday. But and J- Pittsburgh doesn't really have a lot of passing options available right now. It's, it's going to be, I think, him and Jalen Samuels. I think McDonald has a good chance to uh, get involved in the passing game this week uh, against that horrific Bengals defense. And uh, my sit uh is TJ Hawkinson against the Redskins. Obviously, the Redskins secondary is absolute garbage. But uh, TJ Hawkinson has no semblance of a rapport with Jeff Driscoll. He had single-digit yards last week against the Cowboys. So I just don't even even in a great matchup like that. I don't think this is going to be the week where Hawkinson magically turns it around. I mean, he hasn't been he hasn't been all he wasn't all that great with Stafford in there, but he's been even worse with Driscoll. So I, and I, I don't think that uh, chemistry is going to magically uh, develop this week against the Redskins. T.J. Hawkinson, he has such a high ceiling, and I think a year development on like you know under his belt, he's going to have a, a pretty good sophomore season. But uh, yeah, yeah, he's, he's not I, having I think he popped. He, he, he popped too soon because that Arizona that Arizona game set. He popped one game, dude. He popped one he, game. Pretty much, but but it was I guess obviously Arizona has a lot of the most fantasy points to tight ends this season. But like he had that one monster game, and it really it set a way too high of a bar for his rookie year because he has a, he's been okay. But that does people expected like monster and myself included. I thought he was gonna go. They wanted Gronk numbers, yeah. They did. It looked like you looked like you. It looked like after that one game, uh, you were gonna get him. But that's again, that's why you can't put too much stock. Even though we all do it, we're all guilty of doing it. But you can't put too much stock. Yeah, no, n- not gonna lie. T.J. Hawkinson has lost me at least two games this season. So, but I'm sure he's I lost lost a lot of poor souls games. That oh, pesky yeah. tight end position. All right, so here goes my dart throw of the week. I want you guys to start Matt Lacoste versus the Cowboys. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're getting burned on this one, pal. I'm no, sorry. I, I would no, be willing no, to. No, 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 I'll, no. I will wager all sorts of Monopoly money that you're getting burned on this one. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, how about yeah. this, Chris? You have to buy my popcorn when we go to see Knives Out. <laughs> if, if, if 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 Matt Lacoste, okay, if Matt Lacoste does what? Seven points, let's say. Seven points? Or five points. Uh, no, no. Seven, seven. No, that's also too high. No, no. I'll go. I don't know. I'm not going to. Yeah, I don't know. No, come yeah. on. Set a bar. Set a bar. He scores. Ten. Ten? All right. Ten. ten. If Matt Lacoste gets ten points, you got to buy my popcorn at the premiere of Knives Out. Uh, the, the premiere. Okay, sounds good. Yeah. Yeah, we're going to. We're, we're actually going to be going to, uh, you know, the red carpet premiere, dude. I got the tickets. Yes. Yep. I think it, it. The crazy. It already happened, but we were going back in time. It's gonna well, be crazy. We we know. We Liam has a time machine. Yeah. Well, and we're going. That, it was weird. Like when when I was getting into Ryan Johnson's bathtub, like you know, like the, the alarm was going off and everything <laughs> like that. And he, he like he tried to say something along those lines, but like then he was like, so, when I was putting so, the tape over it, you know. So you're telling me that Ryan Johnson acquired the hot tub time machine? You're. Uh, oh yeah, Greg Robinson was there too. Um, like I was pointing the gun at him. He, Craig, Craig Robinson, yeah. not Bronze left tackle. Greg Robinson. I said Craig Robinson. Or, or were they both? There? I think he said Greg Robinson. I was like, <laughs> I was like, why the hell would he be there? <laughs> yeah, but, he, he uh, couldn't even. He, he could. He, he's protecting the tub from intruders yeah, doing a very inter- bad job. In, interestingly enough, John Cusack was pointing the gun at me, and I, I think he was enjoying. Oh it. no! Oh no! I think he liked it, Chris. <laughs> he, he might have. Hey, my <laughs> All right, and sit hey, Dawson. Call Mel Bonding. Have you even seen Wild Dogs? <laughs> sit Dawson Knox versus the Broncos. 
I don't know where to go with, with, with this after, you know, my fantasy Mel about Bonding. tying up Ryan Johnson. But, uh, yeah, uh, Dawson Knox versus the Broncos. Broncos have actually uh, not been kind to tight ends uh, this season. And uh, I, I kind of like, kind of like you said, I think uh, Josh Allen's not going to have a good week versus this Broncos defense. Uh, you know, Wade, baby, Wade. Uh, nope. For oh. flex options, <laughs> flex options. Start yeah. Kenny Stills uh, versus the Colts. Uh, you know, Deshaun Watson. He's always due for a bounce back, especially after a pretty humiliating performance. I think uh, Kenny Stills is going to be the recipient of that. I think Bill O'Brien's going to want to get Ooh. the ball out of. Uh, uh, sorry, what was that, Chris? I, I I said ah. Oh, you said ah. All right, but yeah, yeah I think uh, Kenny Stills is going to be the recipient of that. Bill O'Brien's going to want to get the ball out of Deshaun Watson's hands quickly, especially um, you know, just guys in the slot. So watch. I think Deshaun Watson's going to have a lot of pass attempts, not exactly a ton of yards, but I think uh, especially in PPR formats, Kenny Stills will be your man. And uh, for Sidham in the flex options. Uh, this uh, this receiver made his return last week, so I think a lot of fanboys might, uh, you know, I, I definitely picked him up, but I'm keeping him on my bench. Uh, keep Nikhil Harry on your bench for now uh, in terms of flex options. But if you're making a playoff push right now and, and you might be looking at some meaningful games, uh, like, you know, down the stretch, watch for Nikhil Harry to be uh, especially uh, serviceable in PPR formats because I think – you know, especially as they try to make sure people like Philip Dorsett are healthy, James White are healthy, um, Muhammad Sanu are healthy. I think they're going to want to get uh, Nikhil Harry some reps before they head in, uh, head into the postseason. Yeah, uh, that's entirely contingent on whether or not Tom Brady just deems him worthy of getting the ball thrown to. <laughs> so, and you never know if that's going to happen because because of his age. What happened to Jacoby Myers? <laughs> I, I don't know. I mean, the poor guy. His crime was uh, was catching every target. Really, uh, really, really horrible play from that kid. Yeah. Uh, anyways, yeah, Tom, but he's yeah because he hasn't been in the league for seven seasons, so he can't throw the ball. Um. Uh. Anyways, just 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 too hard. Um. Uh, so my, my my flex starter would be DK Metcalf against the Eagles. Now, as I outlined earlier, when I, in the waiver wire segment, uh, Tyler Lockett is coming back from the uh lo- the lower leg bruise he suffered against the Niners, and I think this the Eagles secondary has a very very hard time dealing with speed, which obviously Metcalf has a lot of. So I think Russell Wilson is going to be whipping that ball down the field a lot to uh, DK, and I, I expect Metcalf to uh, make a return visit to the end zone after being absent from an, against the Niners two weeks ago. DK Metcalf um, is my, fast. You're, you're kidding me. Is he, he is also very fast. is he strong too? Uh, yes, 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 yes. As long as you don't ask him to change direction, he's he's incredibly fast, and yes, he uh, has a couple muscles, just a couple. Well, no, uh, he, and my- he, he can change direction, but as long as it's in the shape of a post route, you know. Yeah, like, correct. If there's any, yeah. if there's any wiggle no, in there, no, yeah, yeah, yeah. Do not ask him to run a a comeback. That's not happening. Mm-mm. No, no, no comebacks for for Mister Metcalf. That's that, that not occurring. So my my sit him, uh, Brian Hill. Uh, for the Falcons against against that uh, Carolina Panthers because uh, sorry against the Saints they played the Panthers last week. Um, what is it? And that blowout win against the Panthers, Brian Hill was about the only Falcon who did not do anything. He had less than forty yards scrimmage yards, and even in garbage time, he averaged two yards a carry. It was very very ugly for him. Devontae Freeman is is expect not not expected to play again this week, and unlike um, yeah, uh, and unlike Carolina. Um, Tampa has a really good run defense, even though the Elvin Kamara was able to run on them. Uh, unlike 
unlike uh, Carolina, who has an absolute crap run defense. So I think Hill is gonna, just completely useless, and just dude, don't play him. Don't play him. Just wait for Freeman to come back if it's a handcuff situation. Or play Kalen Ballage. At least Olivia, you know, play Kalen Ballage instead. All right. Now, the guys with the legs. Chris, tell yes. me. Uh, so my star, I'm stick, sticking to that. Uh, uh, sticking to the. Uh, I should. I shouldn't say sticking. I, I keep. I'm, I'm screwing this up. Anyways, the New Orleans. I'm getting ahead of myself. The New Orleans Saints. I'm going to go with them. Will Lutz. Good old Will Lutz. Uh, Ten plus points in the last in three of the last four games. Carolina, as I just outlined, their defense got absolutely torched last week against Atlanta. I expect more of the same. Uh, against the Saints this week, and Lutz, that, that puts Lutz in a great position uh, to do his thing. Uh, my sit up now, what I, here's what I meant to say, sticking with the game, because my sit up in this game is Joey Sly. Now, uh, Kyle Allen has been crap. That Panthers offense has been crap. They have not been capitalizing at all. Not even because they haven't even been putting him in field goal range because Kyle Allen's been turning the ball over before they get in the, well, either while they're in the red zone or when they're about to get in the red zone. So I think Sly will not get a lot of opportunities against New Orleans to uh, do that. I think Kyle Allen will struggle once again. And uh, yeah, so now, yeah, Joey Sly, even though as good as he was earlier this season, I think if you still have him on your roster, do not play him this week. All right. Now, for my, for my guys with the legs, Chris, I, I, are you ready for this? Yep. I, I couldn't believe this. You're, yeah. you're, 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 <laughs> you, you, you thought Matt Lacoste was throwing the dart, baby. Yeah. I'm, I'm loading up the, I'm loading up the catapult with a blindfold on on this one. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And yeah, I'm were... hoping it hits the castle. I don't know what direction this is going, but neither does this guy. <laughs> but neither does this guy because it's Eddie Pinheiro. <laughs> I Mitch did you missed, watch the game last Sunday night? Yeah, two two missed field goals. Uh, one from like what thirty eight yards, I believe. No, they're both they're both in the high forties. They're both like forty six, forty seven. All right, yeah, but here's the thing. Put some respect like, on his name. He's not. He's he under forty. He's fine. Over yeah. forty, all bets are off. Here's the thing, though. Like, Eddie Pinheiro, he has not been the most dreadful kicker in the league, I feel like. He's better than Parky. He's better than, better than Adam, Adam Vinatieri, even. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I mean, after Parky, he's an improvement. He still stinks, and I wouldn't trust him. Even even in a great matchup against the Giants. Like, I would not put but Eddie Pinheiro anywhere near my face. Here's the thing, though. He's still a rookie. Like, in... In... Like, in, in, in Yes, by all accounts, he he missed his entire rookie season with an injury. So yeah, this is his first year actually kicking in the NFL. Yeah, so I mean, like, like th- there's, I-, I think you need to have some sort of patience. Like, uh, like you know, I think like like, like there's a big reason why uh, Roberto Guayo uh, ultimately failed. Yes. Um, like was just a ton, a ton of mental pressure and. Being the Bears kicker right now is a lot of freaking pressure. Yeah, particularly when Matt Nagy has like a, 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 a competition in tryouts where everybody has to kick kick from the exact distance that Parky missed. <laughs> yeah, well, no, no, no. The the field goal broke Matt Nagy's brain. I'm not gonna because we are approaching the end of the show. I will I will keep my thoughts on that on my stupid team to myself. But uh, Matt Nagy can go fuck himself. Uh, <laughs> I I kind of agree. That's all he, I have to he, say now. Literally what. One year NFL head coach of the year broke his brain. The next the, year, the double yeah, joint, ne- the double joint broke his brain. So, somebody again. Uh, here's the thing: Did he pour the gasoline on his own seat? Like here's the know. the gasoline's on his seat. The match Probably. isn't lit, so I don't think Nagy's na- na- no. na- seat he, isn't hot. It, it, but it's he, the gasoline is built, on there. He has a built-in excuse with with how bad Trubisky's played, but he uh, and I'll give him another chance with another. Quarter. But what he's done, he has been absolutely despicable. His effort, his play calling, he's been atrocious. And he is the big, even as horrible as Trubisky has been, I, I'm going to, Nagy gets my biggest slice of the this season. 
All right, and uh, I'm just going to say sit Dustin Hopkins versus the Lions for the Redskins. Uh, I just feel it in my bones. And uh, moving on Fair to enough. our last, l- last one, defenses. Start the Browns versus the Dolphins. Again, I think this Browns team is going to respond well to the adversity of Miles Garrett. Uh, you know, I could I could totally be wrong. Fitzmagic could spite them in the end because Fitzmagic is just that unpredictable. But uh, I, 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 I don't think so. I think Denzel Ward and Greedy Williams have the biggest days, and I think they get uh, two, uh, a pick apiece. So big day for the Browns Whoa. defense versus the – big day for the Browns defense versus the Dolphins. Sit the Colts versus the Texans. I think Deshaun Watson's looking for the comeback. Uh, and obviously this Colts defense, you know, after the beginning of the year on a real, on a real hot streak, they're starting to soften up a little bit, particularly in the 10 to 15 yard range. I, I would agree with that entirely. I think Watson's Watson's track record of bouncing back is unbelievable. And I expect him to do that this week. So anyways, yeah. So, so, so um, finishing this uh, bad boy up, uh, I'm going to say start, I want to go on a limb and say, start the Steelers against the Bengals. Now, the Steelers obviously were not very good against on uh, a short week against the Browns last week. I think that all changes this week against the Bengals. I'm, I will continue to pick against Ryan Finley at every stretch of the imagination. The Bengals absolutely, the Steelers absolutely murdered the Bengals when Andy Dalton was in there. They got a few turnovers and seven, eight sacks against the Bengals in the first matchup. So I think they'll do more of the same. I mean, the Steelers, they're an athletic, fast defense that gets to the quarterback and gets takeaways. And I think they'll be doing a whole hell of a lot of that on Sunday against poor Ryan Finley and that sad Bengals team. Um, my sit um same game as Liam, except I'm going the other team, the Houston Texans. Now I think the Texans are going to win the game, but the Colts obviously are, are, are very are not are, uh, not very generous to opposing defense. And the Texans have about two healthy bodies on the entire group. They were they allowed 41 points against Baltimore. They looked really bad, so I, I think that they'll allow 20 something points and not really make a whole lot of noise in the sack and takeaway department and not be a useful fantasy play. All right, well. Uh, that about wraps up Stardom Sinem. We're, we're right in the sweet spot, Liam. Right, we're right in the sweet spot, right baby. The sweet spot, baby. So, uh, any final thoughts, Chris? Um, uh, the Bears are terrible, and they need to go away. And I, uh, I'm excited to have my Thanksgiving ruined by them. All right, all right, all right. Um, that, that's it. Yep. Um, I will also not be on the Earful of Dirt podcast this Sunday, as I will be attending the New England Patriots. Uh. So therefore, there will probably be somebody filling in. I was also not on the podcast this past Sunday because I forgot my laptop in Connecticut. Shout out to Mister. Yeah. Shout out to Mister. Ryan Ginty of Next Level Rugby for driving to Boston and meeting my dad and giving it back. Woo! All right, you're just too excited. You were just too. You were just too pooped after calling all those games. You for you just you just yeah. you just left Connecticut, and now you're too pooped and too eager to leave Connecticut. You just you're leaving your blog. It's behind. Here's the thing: like that's not exactly far off from what happened. <laughs> <laughs> so if there's nothing else, I'd like to thank you folks for listening to this episode of Earful of Fantasy. Remember, you can catch us every Wednesday night at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time here on Facebook, or every Thursday morning via your favorite podcast provider even the orange one. Speaking of podcast providers, make sure you subscribe to the Earful of Fantasy in whatever that provider may be as the show is no longer listed in Earful of Dirt's normal feed. So uh, make sure you give us a like on Facebook as well where you can have the most direct interaction with me and Chris and on Twitter at EO Fantasy. Thank you, folks, and may the fantasy gods be kind to you unless, of course, you're playing one of us. Uh, Bye! Au revoir. You've been listening to Earful of Fantasy on the Earful of Sports Media Network. Be sure to tune in next week. We're live each Wednesday night on Facebook 
and available every Thursday morning from your favorite podcast service. Support the show for free stuff and an on-air shout-out at patreon.com slash earful. And be sure to hit us up throughout the week on Twitter at EOFantasy. Until next time, check those trades and watch them stats. 